I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. What's up, guys? In this video, we're gonna talk about your investment strategy. Pros, cons, things you need to be thinking about as you're you know, developing your strategy and you know whether or not it's good to be flexible or not, but let's, let's jump into it. So one of the most important things um, about your investment strategy is that you are the expert, okay? Um, it's just vital that um, people perceive you as the investment expert. A lot of people come to this program, and I know this is probably review. If you've watched some of our other videos, we'll get into the, some other stuff. But um, they'll want to trade several different assets: uh, have real estate and private equity, or uh, I've got these, you know, this crypto strategy as well. You really just want to define yourself as an expert in the beginning. Uh, it's going to work out way better in the long run. Once you have made your investors money off of one strategy, then you can start branching out and doing others. But start off at least the relationship with one investor. You don't want to be bringing them like five different deals. Otherwise, they're just going to be you know questionable about you know how legit you really are. So uh, you really just want to. Uh, you know, silo yourself, become an expert, and it actually helps a lot with your ability to raise money. I mean, think about it. Like if I came to you and I was like, hey, I'm raising this fund and we're gonna be opportunistic. We're just gonna see what happens and we're gonna raise some money um, and we're gonna make you money. Like what? Like no, like, um, but if I came to you and I said, hey, let's take baby boomers are retiring, X percent are retiring every year because of this, you know, X percent of those businesses are going to be either acquired or gone out of business. However, between, you know, X and X EBITDA margins, you know, they're too small for the private e for larger private equity shops. However, so that's why we that's where we come in. We're going to go acquire these. We're going to flip, you know, do whatever, you know, compile them to a portfolio, flip management. We're going to make it better, increase the equity multiples on them and sell it for uh, you know, way more than we bought it for. Like that, for somebody, you know, especially a new investor coming in, that's way more believable and, uh, you know, makes me want to invest way more. So be an, be the expert, understand your industry, and later on, you can have more liberties in the strategy that you choose, but for your first fund, like just just become the expert at one thing. Another key consideration is you're kind of putting together your strategy is the scalability factor, okay? So you want to have a strategy that you can effectively raise and implement at $1 million and at $10 million and then even at $100 million. Like that's, that's the whole point of a fund is that whatever you're doing, there is just this overall scalability factor of it. Um, let me give you an example. So maybe you're in real estate and you're saying, hey, I'm get, I want to acquire company, I mean, these multifamily projects in these 15 different locations and of these different sizes. And I'm actually going to be using different property managers on them because they're in different locations. So it's like, 
like that right there, like that just is a formula for a nightmare later on when you're trying to scale. Like you want to have systems that integrate with each other and you want to have a strategy that is sound at both 1 million or 100 million. Same goes for hedge funds if you're trading and you know there's this certain uh, strategy you've got. But I mean, you it works with the trading uh, maybe 50,000, $100,000 in your brokerage account. But does it work when you have a million and 10 million and 100 million? If not, you need to kind of revisit things. Um, I think as you're building this thesis, like it doesn't happen overnight and that's okay. You know, it can take time to really develop this, but put some really good thought, you know, and question, stress test everything about, you know, this, this, this opportunity. So, you know, find me good facts and figures and tell a story around that, which kind of leads me to, you know, the next key element in an investment strategy. And I'm just going to call this um, logic. Okay, you need to have logic slash, you know, rationale. You need to have a story for everything you do. It just needs to make sense and flow. And, you know, whatever data point that you put into your pitch deck, like you need to have logic why. Um, so, you know, I think I found it useful that you, in the early stages, compile data right? Like just kind of a brain dump of everything that's going on and affecting your strategy. Narrow it down to like two or three key points of why your strategy, you know, why this is a good strategy. So great questions that you can be asking yourself as you're, you know, developing an investment strategy is why, what, how, who, and when. Okay. So, I mean, for example, like why is this an opportunity? You know, why is there, that can be kind of your problem, solution. Um, you know, what is, you know, what are you going to do about it? Um, so I'm going to buy these businesses, you know, to back to the, you know, former example that I used, you know, and how are you going to go about that? What is your process? Who is going to do it? You know, why is it you um, that these should all be elements of your strategy. It's not just trading it, but why, why are you the person to do it? Um, and then when, like, why right now? Is there any urgency? Like why, why can't I wait a couple of years and then invest in this opportunity? Is there, is there any time sensitivity around it? So as you're developing your strategy and your, and your thesis, you should be aware of all of these factors. Um, like what gives you, um, a leg up? Now, I want to kind of shift a little bit and, you know, help you think through a scenario where things don't always work out. So it's a key thing I like to call flexibility. So let's say you've got this strategy, right, where you're going to go out and let's use crypto. You're going to buy Bitcoin and Ethereum. Like those are the only two coins, like you're just super bullish on those and you're going to go trade them and, you know, you think they're taking over the world and that they're the future of everything. So you go raise all this money, you start trading it, and it's going really, really well. Things are great. Um, so then a couple of years down the road, they both crash hardcore. Like 90, we're talking 90% corrections, maybe it's a regulatory thing, but the landscape, the environment has changed, like fundamentally changed. And it's, you like, you don't think it's gonna come back, but do you still, and you're, obviously your strategy maybe leans on, uh, a bullish market and uh, you know whatever um, 
you're faced with the decision. Like, do I stick to my strategy or do I pivot? Like, if you are right, if you if you stick to your guns and you're like, actually, no, guys, stick with me. You're telling your investors here, they call you, they're complaining. You tell them, no, guys, this is, um, it, it's okay. Like, it's just a correction. Um, you know, things will get better. Um, you know, I'm still confident in this strategy and I'm confident in what's going to happen. If you're right, you know, they're going to love you. If things come back, you know, you'll be praised and admired and, you know, just, you know, you're, oh, you're such a good manager. That's fantastic. If you're wrong, you're out of business, like most likely, uh, right? Because you stuck to your guns, you lost your investors, all this money and, you know, things aren't looking up and, you know, if you can save yourself, great, but things are probably not very good for you. But there's also this opportunity where you say, hey, do you know what? Just for this scenario example, maybe there's a different coin that has come, maybe a certain altcoin and you're like, you know, I was wrong about this strategy, but I, I think that the next, the best move is to switch and we're going to go into, you know, these types of coins now. Or, you know, I actually think that the stock market's super undervalued now. Um, I mean, the same scenario lies is if you're right, you're going to be praised. People are going to love you. Uh, you're going to grow your AUM. You're going to be, you know, applauded for, you know, oh, thanks for, you know, you're so smart. Thanks for changing strategies and getting out of that sinking ship. Like, you know, great, great job. But if you're wrong, same scenario, right? So when you're, when you're going and pitching people, and in the pitch deck, like you're obviously outlining this problem solution pretty specifically. Why? Because it helps you raise money. Usually in the offering documents, there's just a little, there's a little more autonomy given to the managers than, than what they pitched. And basically that they have the right to, you know, get into other things um, if they need to, or if the market's changed and, um, or, you know, different exit strategies, because you're going to outline everything, right? Maybe your exit strategy was to, or yeah, on a company is to was to exit to a private equity firms, but things have changed and you now think an IPO is better. So you know, do you pivot and you know change your change your strategy a little bit? Usually you'll have some liberties as the general partner um, to to exercise those. Uh, usually you have to get approval from a board or whatever, you know, these you know concessions that you build into your offering documents that allow you to pivot. But it it is good to have kind of a Worst case scenario, our ship is sinking. What do we do? Uh, you know, and that makes it so you just don't have to shut out your fund that you can at least try and keep things alive. Because if you sink a fund, like your career in funds is, it's probably, probably, probably gone. Having that flexibility can be a good thing. Um, but it's again, it, at the beginning, it's hard to sell. So you can't just go in and, you know, pitch 10 different things like, yeah, we're just going to see what happens. But you know, this is a crucial point. When when ships start sinking, your your fund starts heading south, that's when people start to panic. And, you know, boards get out of whack. And that's when all your systems and your strategies are truly challenged. Um, so I just want you to think hard about this and be stress tested and be prudent about the strategy that you're putting together and making sure that it's a, you know, a long-term success. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. Have a good one.
Bridger here. I have four free and simple ways I can further help you to scale your business or fund. Number one, I have a YouTube channel with actually, I don't, to toot my own horn, I think it's decent content on there. Go check it out. Bridger Pennington is a YouTube channel. We go very deep on funds. Number two, I have a one hour free training at investmentfundsecrets.com. We go very deep into how to actually start and scale your very own fund from ground zero. Number three, you can join our free private Facebook group of like-minded people like me and you that go out and launch and scale funds. I go live in there once a week. The name of the group is Investment Fund Secrets. And then number four, finally, I have a free PDF guide on how to actually launch and scale your fund. If you go to investmentfundsecrets.com slash guide, you can download that guide. Now, finally, people always ask me, Bridger, can you help me one-on-one? Can we work together? Yes, I don't wanna talk about that in here, but if you wanna learn more, message me, Bridger at investmentfundsecrets.com or just DM me on Instagram. Thank you guys, and I'll see you in the next episode.